Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Uh, Packers lose to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I labeled it on the screen here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Packers blow chances uh, and lost to the 49ers. That's really what it was. And you could say the better team won uh, because they were the one seed, the more talented team, all of that. But as far as what happened in that game, the Packers outplayed them most of that game um, until the very end. Uh, and that's when they kind of fell apart, I guess you could say, between the, the missed field goal. Uh, Jordan Love had more than enough time to not have to throw that dumb pass uh, Favre-like uh, across his body. Uh, but for the most part, for th- at least three and a half quarters or so, they had outplayed the Niners uh, and gave the Niners, I think, far more than the Niners expected in that game, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, like, they were pretty big underdogs uh, going into the game. It closed at 10, which usually means uh, you're projected to get your ass kicked. And I know San Francisco wasn't at full strength on the offensive side of the ball. Like, man, when they don't have Debo fully healthy, Brandon Ayuk fully healthy, Trent Williams fully healthy, and George Kittle fully healthy, Brock Purdy really goes back to being Brock Purdy that I lost a ton of money on when he was at Iowa State, even with Brees Hall and Matt Campbell, who I really like the head coach there. I just like, he's, this is what I mean about like system quarterback, right? Like Brock Purdy has talent. I'm not saying he doesn't, but at the end of the day, like most of these guys are system quarterbacks. Look what Jared Goff's doing right now in Detroit with Ben Johnson calling plays that run game, you know, Sam Laporta and all those weapons. And, uh, you know, like that's the one good thing that you could say about Jordan Love this season is he doesn't have a ton of weapons. Sure, like we're pretty high on some of these guys now, but who knew who the hell Bo Melton was? He was on the practice squad the majority of the season. Wicks, you know, Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson barely gave you anything this season. And that was the guy that everybody thought was going to be wide receiver number one. So um, the loss sucks. But at the end of the day, you weren't really supposed to be there. You were playing with house money. You were on the road. And, uh, yeah, like Jordan Love wasn't very good the second half of that game. He was also going against a pretty good defense, um, made the Favre-like decision to end the game. I'm cool with that, right? Like Rodgers' first year, they didn't go to the playoffs his first year as starting quarterback. The second year they did go to the playoffs, you know, they scored a bunch of points but lost the game to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, And he had a turnover at the end of that game. Yeah, so, like, this season was all about evaluating Jordan Love. I think – you know, we realize he's the guy. He could be the guy at least. I think I hear a lot of people like ripping LaFleur. I don't know why that question was even asked to LaFleur at the end of the season presser that happened today. What do you think about giving up play calling? Because I think that that's his best attribute. I think that's what he uh, brings to the table. I think he's one of, if not the best play caller, maybe in the National Football League, right? Like Kyle Shanahan is awesome. He's a great play caller, but in-game decision maker, he poops the bed sometimes. I think that like, He's kind of a coward. Um, I mean, what the hell was he doing at the end of the first half against Green Bay, against Joe Barry's defense, right? I don't know. Does he not fully trust Brock Purdy, or does he just, you know? Did you have fully uh, trusted Brock Purdy? This is a family podcast. But, Ryan, if you watched Purdy play in the first half, did you trust Purdy to make the throws after the, at the end of the first half? He looked awful. He didn't look no, good. Man, why wasn't he using his timeouts? Like, I don't care, like, who your quarterback is. Then go to Sam Darnold. Because Sam Darnold can make those throws. I know you guys don't – people don't want to hear that, but he can. I, I just – I I, uh, I think LaFleur is a very good play caller. I think he is a good head coach. I would fire Joe Barry. I would move on from Joe Barry, even though the defense showed well against San Francisco. They also weren't at full strength. And also they hadn't played football in like two, three weeks, whatever it was. So there was some rust there. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, man, like you lost the game. So move on from Joe Barry. There's plenty of guys out there right now. I don't know that Mike Vrabel would want to be a defensive coordinator, but there's just so many guys out there right now. You know what I mean? Like Brian Flores went to Minnesota and they went from being the 32nd pass defense to a top 10 defense in one season. And they didn't really change personnel either. Again, this goes back to Goot didn't do a very good job drafting and evaluating these guys on the defensive side of the ball or Joe Barry was the issue issue. And uh, yeah, defense played better down the stretch, but it's like the same story every year. And now that you know that Jordan loves the guy, I think the goal next season should be Super Bowl, as crazy as that sounds, right? Because you want a playoff game, man. You went into Dallas, you were the only team to beat them, and you have a bunch of dudes, and Jordan loves playing like a top five, top 10 quarterback right now. So uh, I think the goal should be win next season, and uh, you don't have to spend a bunch of money. You could do it with these young guys, but I think you got to bring the right dudes in. And you get another draft class to add to this. Um, so a couple of things here. Last week when we talked about this game, nobody was telling me when we were talking about how great the Niners were, well, they're not really all at full strength, so that could be a problem for the Niners. Nobody brought that up. Now, nobody knew Debo Samuel was going to get hurt the fine, but the rest of these guys all played. Had I saw nobody saying anything about this. Nobody last week was telling me, well, you know, they may, they may lose the game because they had that bye week, and that really could screw them up. That may be why they lose. I didn't hear any of that from anybody. I heard Joe Shasky from the game telling me how they were going to absolutely get hammered. Everybody across the media, outside of Strahan, who I don't believe thought the Packers were going to win that game, simply did it because they were wrong on every other week. So if they all would have went with the Niners again, you know, would that have thrown everything off and the Packers would have won? That whole athlete jinx thing, not jinx thing, I have no idea. Um, so I don't really fully buy that he thought the Packers were going to win. He did it just to just to have somebody different than the rest of them who all picked the Niners. I didn't hear any of these reasons or excuses prior to this game. Now the game happens, the game plays, the Packers are in it, they outplay it for a majority of the game, and now we come back with, well, there's this, well, there's that, well, there's this. Instead of just saying, yeah, maybe they're just not as good as we thought they were. Maybe they're not that undefeatable type team that we all thought. Maybe they are a team that lost five freaking games during the season, and they are a beatable team. Now, those people that were running their mouth against the Ravens, I think you can continue to run your mouth about how good the Ravens are. I don't see anything to make me change my mind on what I saw about the Ravens. Their defense is dominating. Their offense is good enough at this point. Lamar Jackson played well in the playoffs, which I questioned going into this game. So that one, I think you're good. I think Baltimore is good. San Francisco, I'm sorry, man. I They're beatable as beatable can be right now. And I think the Lions can beat them. And now I, we know the forecast for San Francisco is sunny and clear or whatever. Clear skies like 68 degrees or something. So weather is not going to be a factor for the Lions uh and Niners game. But I, I don't I, I don't see this Niners team as some unbeatable team. You brought up Shanahan. I agree. Shanahan quit running the football with McCaffrey for long stretches of time, especially in the second half. Just quit. And I'm go, I'm watching this. I'm like, what is he doing? Why isn't he running the ball? It wasn't like the Packers had McCaffrey on lock and he couldn't get more than a yard or two. Every time he touched the ball, he was getting four or five yards. And he, Shanahan just quit running the football. Then this is the guy that everybody tells me, oh boy, you know, if he finds a weakness, he's going to hammer and hammer and hammer and hammer. They had a weakness. The Packers couldn't stop McCaffrey running the football and he went away from it, Ryan. And this is the great Kyle Shanahan who goes to conference championship games and doesn't win Super Bowls. I mean, come on. I, yeah. Personally, I think I think that whole thing, they're, all of them are overrated. From yeah. top to bottom, the whole thing. I think he's, again, I think he's like a really good offensive mind and a really good play caller, but I think when it comes to like in-game decision-making, 
Well, first off, like what I wanted to say is like he has no marbles. He has no stones, and you need to have those. And LaFleur does have those. I thought LaFleur outcoached him. 